Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, Lydia Tarr? Oh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is, wow, this is the latest we've ever recorded a podcast. It is 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the day of the Oscar nominations, Tuesday, January 24th. Yep. It's it's a little low energy. That's okay. It's more like... <laughs> It's been a long We're, uh, day. Just hanging out. Yeah, it's been a long day. We're going to hang out with these Oscar nominations, talk through them. We haven't really talked about them at all, so we're going to do that now on the pod. But, you know, when you looked at these, because I watch them live, I'm a nerd, so I always make it a point to watch the Oscar nominations live, even when I lived in L.A., 5.30 in the morning, baby. But when you <laughs> looked at them, what was, like, kind of your first reaction, your first overall reaction? Every time this year, whenever the best picture noms come out, <laughs> yeah, I just, I just really hate seeing all ten. Oh, all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, outside of that, you know, you you kind of see some patterns develop. Yes, um, there are definitely some movies that have taken the run with the nominations. I didn't expect one. I suppose I expected the other, but I am more kind of thinking about like the things that uh that were left out yeah, or yeah, things that ended sure. up being in certain categories that I was like huh I I wouldn't have thought that we would have gone here with that one that's what makes today so fun because if you okay if you pay attention to the Oscars and everything leading up to them there are so many damn precursor awards that by the time we actually get to the Oscars most of the major awards are between one or two people or movies, if not sealed up entirely. Golden Globes, Critics' Choice Awards, Screen Actors Guild, BAFTAs, Indie Spirit Awards. If you watch all of those like we do and you keep up with these Oscar narratives, you, have a, you can have a pretty good idea of what may win come Oscar night. But while we may have an idea of what will be nominated, there are always major shocks on nomination day yeah even more so than on actual oscar day like it's actually a guarantee it's one of the few oscar joys that i've always been able to bank on that i will absolutely see something included that i never imagined or excluded that i never thought possible like you just said and this year we had a few of both I mean, I genuinely, I gasped aloud a few times while I watched these this morning, like audibly, and I lost my mind in a good way, twice, and by <laughs> yeah. that, I should say I was screaming and just like really, really excited, so, and I don't know if I'm going to lose my mind or gasp in that way on Oscar night. Maybe, I hope, but you know, you it, it could be a little more predictable, but yeah. yes, I dig the noms, I always have. It is late, so we're just going to kind of jump in here, unless you have anything else you kind of want to say, but I thought we could, you know, start with the big ones and just work our way down and talk you know, about these. Uh, right as we start with the best picture, you know, I think my biggest, one of my biggest problems with these 10 nomination things, besides the way they're voted on, is the fact that in still in best director and best editing, you only have the five nominees. Right, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. But it... This is when everything changed. When they went yep. to this 10 best picture preferential ballot, that's when we started to see all these really weird best picture winners and nominees that, I, yeah. I mean, every year it's kind of clear of the ones that 
probably wouldn't be there. You know, the ones that just happened to get in. Two years in a row, they've been on this thing where they're like, we are going to have 10. Yeah. Whereas previously, it's been 5 to 10. It wasn't guaranteed. Now it's like 10. And just, they're stretching every time. It may, I, I don't. I don't think it's necessary at all. They should absolutely go back to five. I honestly think we will get there, but I honestly think if you look at the best film editing category, I think that would be our five Oscar nominees for best picture. That's what I was looking at. I was looking at between best director and best film editing and being like, all right, Right. One of these is going to take home the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. All right, before we jump right into best picture, I am going to do an Oscar nomination tally these are the movies that got nominated the most, so these are what you're going to hear from us the most. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once is at the top with 11 nominations. That's a big deal. That's a lot. That's All huge. Quiet on the Western Front, a foreign film with nine nominations, totally stunned me. We kind of <laughs> called that that would come through with some, or rather than it might, but that, that I mean, to be the second best performance, that's crazy. It's crazy. I, in a great way. The Banshees of Inisherin, with also with nine nominations, so it's tied with All Quiet. That's going to be called Banshees from here on out. All Quiet is All Quiet. Everything Everywhere, that's what that's going to be called. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis with eight nominations, The Fablemans with seven, Tar with six, great showing, Top Gun Maverick with six, Wakanda Forever with five, Avatar The Way of Water, four, nice. Babylon, The Batman, Triangle of Sadness, and The Whale all with three. Huh. Yeah, I, I actually enjoyed hearing all that because it yeah, kind of like, yeah. put, I, like some of those put a lot in perspective. I was like, all right, all right, that's what we're working with. I did not expect 11 for everything everywhere. I was no. thinking maybe eight or nine. I didn't know I was, it would get that high. Yeah. I, I honestly, like, like again, being my number one movie of the year, very surprised that it's got this much. Best picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, Banshees, Elvis, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Women Talking. Pretty par the course for me, except we actually, you know, speculated on the last podcast if All Quiet and Triangle of Sadness could sneak in there. It was actually or like I wonder if one of them would. And then both did. And that's like crazy. I was really surprised to see that really happy. I definitely thought one of them would make it, but I didn't think Triangle would get in there. I did not think Triangle would get in there. And I'm looking over our ballots here and I'm seeing that women talking the last movie that got nominated for Best Picture, and I'm not seeing it nominated for anything else. Am I correct? It has two oh, total. Adapted script. Yeah, it has two, two okay. total, which is the that's the lowest of any Best Picture nominee. So that's yeah, that doesn't really bode well for its chances, frankly, in either category. This is one where I think the nominations were kind of the consolation prize. That's true of a lot of movies on here and a lot of performances. That's no slack against women talking at all, which I still haven't seen and I plan to shortly. But yeah, that's that's it. Only two nominations. That's pretty wild. Also, no Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which I thought might sneak in there after the Producers Guild nominations. They do list these nominations in alphabetical order on the live, yeah. read the live telecast. And I knew it was getting to a W spot, uh. especially after Triangle, you know, TR. And I did think that W spot would be the whale. And I was a yeah. little, yeah. I was like, and I even said it aloud. I went, oh, the whale. And then they said women talking. I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But we both really liked the whale. It was your number five film of the year. So that was the only one. 
I really, I mean, there's a ton I wish I would have wanted to see, but realistically, that's the one where I wish it could have snuck in there, but oh well. So I think looking at it, if anyone's listening to our last episode where we uh, gave our top 10 of 2022, I believe that you only have two movies that you <laughs> that were in your top 10 that are in the best picture category, and I believe I only have two as well. Well, I actually have three. I have All oh, you Quiet. Have I have All Quiet, yep. Maverick, and Triangle oh, that's Sadness right. Maverick. with yep. Tar okay. as a very highly ranked honorable mention. Yes. You have, let me guess yours, you have Everything Everywhere and Maverick and Sadness and, tri- and, sh- and, and Triangle, Triangle Sadness. Sadness. We yeah. each have three. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Okay. Best Director, Banshees, Martin McDonough, Everything Everywhere, The Daniels, The Fableman, Steven Spielberg. Tar, Todd Field, Triangle of Sadness, Ruben yes. Oslund. Uh, I, di- I did call that. I was like, I really think, because they usually give it to one you know, non-American director, a nomination at least, and I was so happy that he was the one who snuck in there. Uh, he would easily get my vote if I was voting. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. <laughs> this is the one that I actually have the biggest beef with of all, oh, the, all the categories. Who's missing? Who, who are we beefing about? I mean... I'm sorry, James Cameron should be here. Big Jim, Big Jim, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm not. You're not gonna. No Big Jim, no Joseph Kaczynski for Top Gun Maverick or big or big deals. But yeah, Big Jim, I was I was surprised that one of the two of them did not make it. I thought one of them was absolutely guaranteed, but no Big Jim. Yeah, it's the same feeling that I had when. Well, I mean, Richard Linklater was nominated in 2014 for Boyhood. I did think he should have won. James Cameron made a movie that none of us have ever seen like it. I just feel that that should be at least a nomination. Right. He doesn't need to win it, but like just be like, yeah, Jim, you spent 10 years on this whole entire thing, and you gave us something that I've never heard one person say something really bad about, and we've <laughs> never seen anything like it. Nah, you're not nominated. I, I mean, they went pretty hard for Avatar in 2009, and this was, yeah, not a big showing. Yeah, yeah. Since he's called his hand, and we know there's at least going to be two more, likely three more, will Maybe. they wait until one that, you know. Ah, uh, you're I, right, you're well, right. Well, I, you know, I'm just, of course, speculating, but I will say, speaking of him, you know, spending 10 years making a movie, in the past, Todd Field has been nominated for screenplay and producer, but never for director. So it was really cool to see him here for that. And, you know, Tar does hold up. I liked it so much better a second time. Yeah. Just my reaction to it, the more I think about it, the more I like it. It reminds me of the work of Field's mentor, Stanley Kubrick. Do you know their connection? You know their connection, right? I No, I don't think I do. Todd Field plays Nick Nightingale in Eyes Wide Shut, the piano player who works at the, at the party. Oh, that's Todd Field, baby. Fid- that's Fidelio. Todd Field? Yeah, so him and Tom Cruise there, you know, they meet at the at the piano bar. Did, yeah. He gives the, the password to get in. Yeah. He gives him the yeah, pass? That's Todd Field. Wait, did, did you bring this up in, on Probably. the episode of our Stanley yeah, Kubrick? I don't know. Probably. Well, I mean, I mean. I don't remember. I, I wasn't much shape. But uh, <laughs> oh, you should talk about that. <laughs> it was episode like 35, it was a while ago. Yeah, that was funny. Nick was very, very hungover in our Stanley Kubrick. Episode. I was hungover, I was hungover. I, I was very I hungover, was and very I pleased. did my best. <laughs> you did, you did. You were not, I wasn't. I really, I really put my best foot forward, and I still feel like I spoke to the things that I wanted to say when well, you woke just. When you when you when you <laughs> dialed in, you were telling me about the night, and you basically went through your night. And I went. So, if I'm hearing you correctly, 
you went to sleep 60 minutes ago and you were like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So you just took like a power nap. You were up like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a fun one. It was. Yeah. 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 That was that was a rough morning. We'll cry. But uh, best adapted screenplay. You want to move to it? This was, uh, you know, all quiet on the Western front. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, Living, a movie that, you know, very few people have heard of or seen. It's in a few indie theaters, but it pulled out that nomination and Best Actor. Top Gun Maverick for Adapted Screenplay and Women Talking. Weird category, like super weird because, okay, two questions. Okay, I'll try my best. Top Gun Maverick, Uh what is it adapted from? Any sequel is an adaptation because it's based on- Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's based on the original film, the original characters. So the same goes for Glass That's Same thing for Glass Onion. Yeah, because Knives Out was nominated for original screenplay. But Glass yes, Onion has to be adapted because it's based on a movie. Yeah, it's not. It's a common even question. Though, it's a common question. Yeah, even though like they're uh, completely different scripts and they're made, but yeah, because they're because based on characters. It, it's, it's just it's based on other material, so it can be based on a yeah. song, a play, another movie. I mean, you know, if you re- if you remake another movie, okay. even if that movie was based on an original screenplay, that's why All Quiet is you know well All Quiet is originally a book, yep. of course, but yep. yeah. So okay, all right, well that's new that no because that because I was like why is Glass Onion and Top Gun both an adapted when yeah, I yeah. for all extent of purposes thought that they were originals. Look at that. There you go. There we go. There you have it, folks. The, the In case Oscar anyone else didn't know here. that. I know there's I know some of you out there didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> there's people who didn't know that. It makes sense. I get it. I'm um what what's living? What's living? I don't know. <laughs> living is with Bill Nighy, who oh, I like, who you like, and he's nominated for Best Actor, but it's one of those kind of really small movies that gets nominated for a performance or a screenplay. We see this usually every year, and this yep. is this is that. There are a few in the acting categories, but what else for adapted screenplay? The Whale would have been nice. I could have seen that here. And I would have liked to have seen honestly, it. Honestly, and I would have switched out any of the – All Quiet I like here, but any of the other four for The Whale. A huge snub, one of the biggest first snubs we're talking about. She said a lot of major publications thought this was going to win this award. The film yeah. she said – and. Not even here, and that that frankly surprised me. Zero noms for that film, but that's the way it goes. Best original screenplay, The Banshees, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans, Tar, Triangle of Sadness. I think people can guess my vote, if I was voting, would be Triangle of Sadness. I love that that was represented here, but you know, this is what I expected from this category. I'm not surprised to see anything here. Todd Field, Tar has its fans. Banshees has its fans. Everything Everywhere has a lot of fans. We'll see what a win. I think it's Everything Everywhere. I think Everything Here has some type of value in mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in all very different ways. I know we're gonna have our episode where we have our picks. Yeah. Um, but if I had an early, I think it's between Banshees and Everything Everywhere. Yeah, Banshees is a really important one to talk about because as we go through these nominations, it's yep. like. It has nine nominations. It could end up winning none because it has very strong competition. Some it's completely locked out of. It has two nominations in supporting actor. It ain't going to win those. You you know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to walk away with director. Does it sneak in for picture? So it's kind of an interesting game of what could Banshees win? 
And if people are going to vote for everything everywhere for picture, they could go Banshees for original screenplay. I'm on board with that. Best actor, Austin Butler, Elvis, yep. Colin Farrell, Banshees, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, yeah. Paul Mezcal, After Sun, Bill Nighy, Living. People probably want to know, some people probably want to know what is After Sun. It's a really small indie movie directed by Charlotte Wells. It's an A24 movie. It's about a daughter and her father going on a vacation together. But, and this is not a spoiler because you learn this in the very first scene. It's a remembrance from the daughter as she's older. So she's an adult remembering on a vacation she took with her father. It's a very quiet film. It's a very simple film. It has appeared on a ton of end of year best of lists as number ones. It's just all over the place. So I would be interested to hear what people think of this if they wanted to see it higher. But it's really cool that he's nominated here. I've loved him since I saw him in Normal People on Hulu, which he's great in. Uh, yeah, he. I like him. I'm a fan of him. I think he's very good. He is... Um... It'll be interesting. He's got the most expressive eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I th- yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a good performance. I'm. It's another. That's one of those movies after Sun that it's it's just an indie darling that like takes off, but doesn't yeah. quite get to the heights of something like Everything Everywhere, which is really the indie sensation of the year. You know, and that's there's usually one of those a year. And then Living is a movie that no one I know has seen. I've seen a few people online talk about it, but no one in person. I did look it up. It's playing in a few theaters near me, so I will be seeing that soon. Something you may have been a little bummed about, no Adam Sandler for Hustle, which was cool because he got the Screen Actors Guild nomination, but they just like to have fun sometimes like that and do cool stuff like that. Yeah, That's they all. do. They do. And, and and Adam Sandler was very good in that. He was. You know, <laughs> no, he was. He was, yeah. I think this is a three-way race between Butler, Farrell, and Fraser, and this is... <sighs> Right now, this is one that's really, really going to matter about how this narrative goes. And you hear me talk about these Oscar narratives every year. I said my piece on Austin Butler slash Elvis slash The Voice. (laughs) I said my piece on everything everywhere in the previous episode. I'm not going to make the same negative points over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I did it. I get it. If people want to go listen to that, it's it's what it is. I'm not going to sit here and keep bringing up the same things over and over. But... I did explain my narrative about Austin Butler and his voice that that could be something that takes on. And then Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser, two guys who've been around for a while, paid their dues. Farrell was, you know, he's like an ex-bad boy who really did reform himself and just came back, started giving amazing performances with so much depth. And I've always loved him. Then Brendan Fraser is the, you know, the quiet underdog who seems to have come out of nowhere, even though he has always been there. And he's so good in the whale. He would get my vote, but it. I'm not going to be mad if yeah, Colin Farrell I, wins either. Oh, my God. I'll be so happy. Because I, I don't care if I say this now. I'm going to say it for the and all the way to the bitter end. Um, Brendan <laughs> okay. Fraser in The Whale was my favorite performance of the entire year and not just of the entire year. That's one of the best acting performances I've seen in a long, long time. Years. Years. Hell, yeah. He just opened his heart and let it all pour. And it's a truly, truly incredible performance. Um Obviously, he would be my pick, and that's who I want to win. Um, but I, the narrative is going to be a big deal for this one. Best supporting actor: Brendan Gleeson, Banshees. Brian Tyree Henry, yeah. Causeway, out of nowhere. How about I that? Love it. Judd Hirsch, who's in about all of eight minutes of the Fablemans. I love that as well. Barry Keoghan for Banshees. Yes. Oh, wow, did I love that Our guy? 
Kiwi Han for Everything Everywhere, who I think probably has this, that's probably as big of a lock as we have right now in terms of early Oscar narrative. So everyone else should just really enjoy their nominations. Brian Tyree Henry, I saw Causeway, a good performance. I was just, I cannot believe he's here. I just love it. I lo- I did not expect that. And then Barry as well. I was so happy to see him. Oh, yeah. That, it's that, just great. It really is. First of many noms for him. You know, he will be back. One of the best up-and-coming actors that I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, very happy. And he steals every single scene he's in in Banshees. Um, yeah, super. Has, has Brian Tyree Henry been... Uh, nominated for anything along the way for this role? Uh, an indie spirit, but I I think that's okay. about it. I don't think definitely not a glow, yeah, definitely yeah. not a sag. Like it, it's just one of those really great ones that kind of seemingly comes out of nowhere, which really shows because you know actors nominate actors, directors nominate directors, writers nominate writers. That's the way the nominations work. Then every but everyone gets to nominate for picture, and then everyone gets an equal vote for the actual Oscars, but the nomination process is all done by your specific branch. So original score is only by people in that specific branch. James Cameron, he's a member of the Academy. He's not a member of the score branch, so he's not nominating people in that. I only bring this up because that means Brian Tyree Henry, very well respected in the acting community. And we're going to get to a few of these in best actress as well, but I just, God, did I love to see that. I was so happy for him. He tweeted out a response, and it was, ah, with like 10 A's, 36 H's, <laughs> like 16 exclamation <laughs> points. It was great. Oh, so great. That's amazing. And remember, people did Good think for there for a second that Eddie Redmayne might get nominated for The Good Nurse. We avoided that one, folks. <laughs> what can, hey, what can I say? He has an Oscar. He can take a little heat. <laughs> take a little heat. Best actress, Twitter <laughs> lost its mind this morning over this. Kate Blanchett, sure did. Tar, Anna, Day, Armis, yeah. Blonde, Andrea <laughs> Riseborough, to Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere. Where to begin? All right, we'll get the Anna conversation out of the way. Put some respect yeah. on Anna De Armas's name. <laughs> I love it. She has absolutely no chance at winning. It is so nice that they just invited her to the party. That means that actors actually really respected this performance, even if they didn't, didn't want to go around yeah. publicly and say, like, oh, best movie of the year. I just... People know how we thought about her performance if you are fans of the podcast, but that was great to see. So let's start with her. Yeah, I'm very happy. And, you know, and it's one of those things where, like we said before, it's a very emotional performance. And um, mm-hmm. and so I loved it, and I'm glad to see it's here. Yeah, so am I. So am I. Andrea Riseborough, I covered this a little bit in the last episode. Yeah. I had a sneaking suspicion it might happen. It seems like what happened is that To Leslie is a very, very small movie about a woman struggling with alcoholism, and she is very good in the movie. It's a very, you know, there's a lot of acting in the movie, and she, it, it's a good Oscar-nominated worthy performance. I loved her reaction in the press. She was said, I'm astounded. I'm not entirely sure how the fuck this happened. And it seems that it happened because a very well-timed, immaculately coordinated mini Oscar campaign that lasted for about three days took place last weekend, the weekend of the 13th, which was the last weekend that people could nominate things. 
And it seems like they saved all their money for a three-day period and got a bunch of people to, you know, tweet stuff at the same time. And she went on Mark Maron's podcast. So it was it was this very coordinated thing of like all this release stuff and just dumping all of your money and all of your Oscar campaign into three days as opposed to, you know, yeah. months and months and months just to try to get one nomination. It worked. She played the game. I dig it. Huge surprise. I've yet to see that movie, so that's definitely on my list to make sure I get all these Oscar movies in here. So I'm excited to see this performance. Yeah, yeah. And some people, you know, we got, we got to go through some snubs. People were not pleased that Viola Davis and The Woman King and Danielle Deadweiler for Till were not here either. And that was brought up a lot online. But again, that's just how the cards fall. Uh, Michelle Williams... She just gets whatever she wants, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, some people <laughs> she, she, wondered why she, she didn't just put herself always. in supporting. Yeah, because I don't. I think this is this is between Kate. Best actress is between Kate and Michelle Yeoh. And yeah, yeah. So we'll see them be duking it out. But I, I don't know what it's going to take Michelle Williams to get an Oscar. God, I mean, I would. I, I would know. Want it, it that's so the thing. Is like I. Her. I do too, because I love her. Like, oh yeah, we, we're huge I fans back of Michelle Williams. But for Brokeback. Yeah. But I mean, th- th- is she up there with Amy Adams in terms of of like how many times you've been nominated? Because it seems like Michelle Williams is nominated for every single movie she ever does. So Michelle Williams has five. This marks her fifth, and Amy Adams has six. Oh, okay. So, so they're, yeah, there. Amy Adams is she. Amy Adams hasn't been nominated since 2018. Hasn't been nominated. <laughs> nominated six <laughs> times. That that's another one who I <laughs> I have wanted to win for a very very long time. Oh yeah. Best Sporting Actress, we have Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow for The Whale, I love that, Carrie Condon for Banshees, love it, Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere, Stephanie (laughs) Hsu, Everything Everywhere, huge surprise nomination from Hsu there, I think Hsu stole my most anticipated, one of my most anticipated nominations, which was Dolly De Leon, Triangle of Sadness. I was very sorry she didn't get in here. I thought thought uh, she might sneak in, but you know, someone, uh, uh, you know, for every performance that gets in, there's however many that don't. And that's, again, just the way it goes. Very happy Hong Chow is here. I like all the performances here. Yeah. Um, I am surprised that everything everywhere overall is in almost every it's in every single except for best uh, actor. It's in every single acting category. That is surprising to me. I do have my particular favorites in this category that I'll save for our picks. Yeah. Um, um, Angela Bassett's going to win this in a walk off and it's crazy. It, it's just it. Th- at least that's the narrative right now. That's the narrative right now is that she's just going to have it sealed up. Because, and that is really, yeah. I mean, I think that's the way it'll go. I'm not, I'll never be mad that Angela Bassett has an Oscar, but it's just so odd. Oh, yeah, for this, like, so be it. She has a big Oscar scene in it, she stands up, gives a big speech. It's all good, uh, of course, but I just, uh, she's been better in so many other movies, and it's, it's weird that it'll kind of land like this. But yeah, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis, though, is gonna be out there campaigning, but. Some of these we're going to go through quickly because, you know, haven't seen them, whatever the reason is. Best animated feature, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, Turning Red. I did watch Pinocchio. I love Guillermo del Toro. Yep. And the stop motion animation is just like, it's so, when it's done well, it's so incredible to watch. Like, just the dedication that would go into making that is, did, wow, did, it's on Netflix. I put it on. Did you like it? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, it's good for what it is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, it's fucking Pinocchio. Well, I'm not, not surprised that it's good. I'm surprised that, that, well, I'm surprised that you thought it was good. I know how you feel about animated movies. I, I liked it for what it was. I'll never watch it again. Is that what you want me to say? <laughs> trying to be nice. <laughs> Jesus. Crimson Peak. That's more my jam. <laughs> that I'm twisted as shit. Here we go. Can I have a drum roll, please? I flipped out twice this morning in the car. The first one was for... Anna for Blonde. Oh, yes, that's true. Best cinematography. All quiet on the Western front. Bardo. Yes. False chronicle of a handful of truths. Elvis, Empire of Light, which was shot by Roger Deakins, and Tar. Lot to unpack here. Yeah, lots to unpack. We have not discussed best international feature film yet. We will get there. But when they were saying the nominations live, that was first. So when Bardo was left out, my soul deflated because I knew that this was going to be the first Inuritu film that did not get an Oscar nomination. I was like, this is a bummer. And I was really just sad. And then a few announcements later, a few nominations later, second up in cinematography is Bardo. And I fucking lost it. I don't know why. I was just so happy. I'm like, yes, it got a nomination. It's seen. People see it. But then the dust settled and I went, no Top Gun Maverick? Yeah. No Avatar? Like, okay, we even debated that. Like, yeah. what does cinematography mean for Avatar? No Top Gun Maverick, which I thought this was a shoe-in to win. I'm going to need to hear an explanation about that one in the next few days. I have no idea. I guess, but I, yes, Bardo, but don't doubt Roger Deakins for Empire of Light. It looked great, but I didn't hear anyone mention that. For this, I this is just this was honestly the craziest category for me because no Top Gun Maverick is such a huge shock, but then Bardo was such a great shock in the best way. Ah. And I'm uh I I gotta say I I I don't think it will win, but I'm glad it's nominated. I'm glad Tar is represented here because I thought that movie. Oh, Tar was it's it, so it's good a very very uh stylish but masterful uh shot movie. It's um. It knows what it's doing, and it's very, very, totally. very specific on it. Um, but I, yeah, and I gotta say, I want Bardo to win. Oh, yeah, God, be- me too. Of course, I wanted to. I, Darius I Kanji is just is incredible. Like that. Like when you listed off all his work, like give it to the man. Oh, the yeah. man is a genius. And Bardo is just incredible. And this is only a second nomination. He got nominated for Avita. You know now. Well, wait a minute. After the dust has settled on this and I've kind of calmed down from these shocks, I have not taken into consideration what might win this. Yeah. I have to assume it'll be all quiet because that, oh my God, that movie looks incredible. Like they really did a superb job with it. Bardo was my favorite shot movie of the year. Just, it was. I love the way yeah, that movie yeah. looks. But they'll probably go with all quiet here, but I don't, I don't know. That would just be cool if Bardo wins. I, I guess movies only nominated for one Oscar don't win awards often. Or maybe, I don't what? know. It'd be great. But talk, yeah, I have no problem with these nominees. I mean, you know. What would you, what would you do if Elvis won? I'll shit if Elvis wins. I'll <laughs> shit. We're going to, you know what? I, I almost want to jump. You know what? Just because you did that, I'm going to jump straight to best editing, which was going to be a few down the road. But we're going to get there now because the hardest I laughed all morning. Hold on. The nominees are Banshees, Elvis. Everything Everywhere, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. I laughed that Elvis was here. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, that thing is edited to like into oblivion. 
But I do think if we had five Best Picture nominees, I think that's what it would be. I think it would be those five. You think Elvis would be in there? Elvis is a, yes, Elvis is a wildly popular movie. Why people love that movie. It made a shitload of money. Got a lot of nominations. It's, yeah, now, now, will it win anything? I don't know. This is, this is kind of interesting. I mean, I don't see it taking picture. Maybe he wins actor. It's not nominated for either screenplay. I don't know. Will it win anything? I'm not sure. Is it possible that it would go, it could take sound? I, well, you know, you're jumping around. You're starting to piss me off a little bit. No. <laughs> you're starting to piss no, me I don't, off no. with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> sound is like the one. That, we have a whole bit going with sound. We have a running, like, three-episode gag with sound. So hold on. I'm going to get all confused. All you're right, not all right, all right, I'm totally kidding. All right, all right. Moving. What, what, uh, but no, let's stick with editing for now, though. Okay. Yeah, interesting to see something as calmly edited as Banshees mixed with something as crazily edited as Elvis. But remember... We were all making fun of the Bohemian Rhapsody editing, that's, and then that ended yeah, up winning. That ended up winning, exactly. <laughs> so, so that's why I jumped to when you asked about cinematography. What if Elvis wins? I do not think Elvis wins cinematography. I think they'll yeah. probably push hard for All Quiet on that. But Elvis, no, it's not going to win film editing either. I don't know what that that'll win. That's really interesting because there's no Fablemans there. So maybe Fablemans would actually be in Best Picture yeah. over Elvis if it was just five. Hmm. That doesn't bode well for Fableman's best picture outlook, which at this point, I think it's between Banshees and everything everywhere. Honestly, I think that's who's fighting. As of this recording, I think that's who's fighting for best picture. I, I do, too. I, do I too. still think Spielberg yep. is up there for director to win. I do. I, I, I still haven't. I didn't want to study these on purpose because I wanted to give some live feedback here. Interesting that Fableman's is not there. Yes, that's very telling. I did. I just didn't. I didn't flag that before. I have. I. I don't want to say all my picks because I have a feeling. I. I think I. I have a, a pick for something, but I don't want to. Best costume design: Babylon. Yes. Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Elvis. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mrs. Harris goes to Paris. Yes, it was finally nice to say the title Babylon. Yes. On this podcast. Jesus. Oh. Took long enough. I, I wasn't expecting much. I was just glad it got what it got. My big win is in another category that we'll talk about. So the way that you felt about Bardo and cinematography was the way that I felt about one particular nomination. I have a guess. I love it. And But for costume design, when I saw Babylon was up there, I just, yeah, because it's just sort of like give it anything it can get. Like anything is a win. Yeah. Why is there always in it always seems like in costume design, there's always a movie that sounds something similar to Mrs. Harris, Harris goes, to goes to Paris, something that people haven't like, really yeah, seen because. Yeah, it's but only it's the costume. someone going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always the costume designers who vote on this stuff. So I don't know who the hell knows what like gets up there. But Ruth Carter's there again. She won her first Oscar for Black Panther in 2018. Yeah. She's probably the front runner to win this, honestly. I hope it's Babylon, though. I don't... I, I Well, yes, of course, I hope it's Babylon. But I could see Elvis with this. I mean... The recreation of all of his uh, all of his stuff, and he's in so many like all those cuts of him, and yeah. I could see it. All right, don't get carried away. You got you're trying to like rile me up. I think I, I just, it's I'm too just, late. I'm just, best of these <laughs> some of these we're gonna go through really quickly. Here's another one: best documentary feature, All That Breeds, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, Fire of Love, A House Made of Splinters, Navillany, 
Haven't seen any of them. Plan to see all of them. I tried to see all those, all the internationals. I actually yep. like really seeing the shorts too. I, I genuinely try to see everything. This is this is my movie life from now until yep. Oscar Day. I just kind of plug away and chip away at stuff. Last year I did all of the. I saw all the best international features films and just did like a mini sode about it and people loved that it was awesome it got you know it was just cool so i love to see that stuff you did that yeah i did that you weren't there <laughs> my back is killing me <laughs> from carrying the weight of this podcast week yeah. after week after week incidentally my back is fucking killing me right now my wife can attest to this she wanted me to go to the hospital to not work. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Is it that oh. bad? It's my left shoulder. It's fucking boxing. It's my own goddamn fault. I'm oh. mad at myself. Now I have to take a week off. Best documentary short, The <laughs> Elephant Whispers. Haul out. How do you measure a year? The Martha Mitchell effect. Stranger at the gate. Haven't seen any of them. No disrespect. Would like to see them. You know what's crazy is sometimes the documentary shorts are intense as shit. Like, really, yeah. really intense. You watch them, and you're like, oh, my God. I mean, they're really good. It's really cool. It also well, they makes have more, to be effective. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, they do. You're right. They have to get you to get in there. Yeah, yeah. It makes it more fun to watch the show, too, because you kind of have, like, ones you're rooting for, and you're like, oh, yeah. It doesn't, you know, because sometimes, a lot of times, people just write off the shorts, and I think it's nice to support them. That's all I'll say. Hell, yeah, man. Best international feature film, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985. Close, E.O., The Quiet Girl. I need to see those bottom four. I know the Argentina one is on Prime right now. It's long. It's based on a true story. Oh, All Quiet is on Netflix, of course, and I'll have to see the others. I think E.O. is the donkey one. It's about a donkey. The, that, that's get, I hear a lot about that. It's like, I think it's the highest rated film of 2022 on Rotten Tomatoes. It, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, this, people are talking a lot about that. They made one. a lot of best of list which i if they if they fucking kill a donkey i can't do it no i no i'm not yeah I'm, i can't I, no, so i i shit. think because it's ranked so highly they probably don't do that that'd be <laughs> i'd be upset Ugh. best makeup and hairstyling all quiet the batman black panther wakanda forever elvis the whale good to see the whale yes. here. that bodes well for brendan fraser and if that sounds weird it isn't really because you know if the whale wins early, because most certainly best makeup and hairstyling will be delivered before best actor. If the whale oh, wins, yeah. look out for Brendan Fraser to win. It's like the eyes of Tammy Faye, Jessica Chastain, Darkest Hour, Gary Oldman, Dallas Buyers Club, McConaughey and Jared Leto, The Iron Lady, Meryl Streep. It happens. Wow. Yeah. And cool nomination. Oh, yeah. So I'm so glad it got in there. The whale, I mean. Yeah, I'm very, very happy. And, and I, that's what I would pick. Best original score, All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, <sighs> Banshees, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans. Good old John Williams in there for Fablemans. Babylon doesn't win this. I will shoot. The only reason it wouldn't win is because he's won. He won two Oscars for La La Land for yeah. scoring songs, so he may not. The All Quiet score Oh, what, John nuts. Williams needs another <laughs> yeah, one? John Williams. Okay, Sun <laughs> Lux, who I love, who did the music for oh, the disappearance yeah. of Eleanor Rigby. He did. A movie I love, two movies I love. I did not even remember or realize they did the music for Everything Everywhere. So while I was not the biggest fan of that movie, I do like a nomination for them. I'm very happy to admit that. The music in All Quiet is nuts and very antithetical what to what you would think of an Award War I movie. And when you first hear it, you're like, 
is this the tone? It's not a lot of music, but it's it's very impactful music. You know, Babylon is like I downloaded that. And I, it's like an hour and 40 minutes of oh, music. It's so much. Yeah. And I love it. Coke it, room. It's so great good. track. Great track. Oh my God. Yes. It's a great, I, I, I have the same thing. On oh, my spot. Yeah. I've been listening to it all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, my favorite scores of the year were blonde, Bardo, Batman and Babylon. So it's nice to see one of them here. And that's not a bit. Oh, Batman got on your list. I love huh? Batman. I, I, and the way I judge that is I download movie scores because I write to movie scores. And those were the yeah, only yeah. four from the year that I had downloaded into my phone. And the blonde one I listened to a lot because I was doing a lot of writing. <laughs> All right. Best original song. Applause from Tell It Like a Woman. Hold My Hand from Top Gun Maverick. Gaga. Lift Me Up from Wakanda Forever. Natu Natu from RRR. This is a life from everything everywhere. Couple things here. Diane Warren, here she is again. 14 nominations and zero wins for a movie I have never heard of. Tell it like a woman. <laughs> That's okay. No Taylor Swift surprise people. She had a song from the film Where the Crawdads Sing. But hey, we have Lady Gaga and Rihanna here. That's cool. I think uh the RRR track is going to walk away with this one. People seem to be really into that song and that movie. Whoa. What do you mean, whoa? Over Gaga? Gaga has one, brother. Yeah, but she should. She could have more. RRR, <laughs> I thought, was going to do a little better here. It seemed to be really popular. I was surprised it didn't pop up anywhere else. I think you can expect it to walk away with that one. Best production design, All Quiet. That surprised me. Avatar The Way of Water. That surprised me. Babylon. That excited yes, me. Elvis, yes, yes. The Fablemans. I, I I would love for Babylon to win this. That was just great to see. This that. is the That's one. That's the one that you loved. Yeah, the sets were so. This good is the one. In that movie. You you Ugh. gotta give it to it. You gotta give it something. You and you gotta give it this one. Damn right, I would love it. I mean, I it could it could take this. Definitely could. I don't know. Avatar. It could. Don't, it could actually. Don't tell Big Jim. Best short animated. The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. The flying sailor. Ice merchants. My year of dicks. <laughs> An ostrich told me the world is fake, and I think I believe it. I believe Riz Ahmed read all those live, and it was very, very funny. And as soon as he was done, Allison Williams, his co-hosted reading, reading the nominations, went, no comment. It was just, she played it really, really well, because everyone in the crowd was hysterical over my year of dicks. And he took a perfect like, mean... comedy beat for it. And was like, he, you know, his timing was perfect on it, and everyone was losing. It was losing their minds. I, I don't great. care what happens. That's that's the movie. Right before that's, we that's... went on live here, I saw it's. It, I think it's about a, a woman's. Uh, I don't know college experience or her first year in college experience. I, I don't know. I saw like a headline about it because I think uh, I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch them all. Oh, so it's exactly what it sounds like. I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see. What a time! Stay to be tuned. Alive. My Year of Dicks mini-sode coming soon. My Year of Dicks commentary coming soon. Best short live action. An Irish goodbye. Avolu. La Pupli. Night Ride. The Red Suitcase. Again, haven't seen any of them. Sorry about my pronunciation there. Probably just going to keep on moving right along. Best sound. The coveted What Are You Watching? Best sound Oscar. What will win? All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar The Way of Water. The Batman. Elvis, Top Gun Maverick. You're saying it's going to be Maverick. I'm thinking, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know yet. I'm going to have to see, but it will be between Averick, 
I said Averick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. <laughs> Avatar and Maverick for Averick. Yeah, it'll be between the Averick, the Averick face-off. It's not a thing. It's not going to be a thing. Do you want me to tell you why I am a little worried that Elvis could be a big thing for this? Yeah, you brought that up for like so many different ones. Yeah, but the reason that I think that Elvis might be a viable thing for this is because, because now that we do not have the the separate categories for mixing and design, yeah, yeah, I feel like this category now just overall, I think people could lump in music here, even though there is a score. But I feel like overall, anything that you hear in a movie could go in the sound category. So. People might vote for this just because of the the musicality that was involved in the making of the movie. It's a strong argument. I can't really argue against you. I, I guess a counter I have is that some people, I may be giving the average Oscar voter a little too much credit here, but maybe some of them go... I think it's crazy that Top Gun Maverick did not get nominated for cinematography. Therefore, every time I see Top Gun Maverick on my ballot, I'm going to vote for it. And that could make it win some of these technical awards over, let's say, Avatar. Because people might go, Avatar already won all this in 2009. We'll give it to others down the line. Mm. I don't know. It, it, there's any number of ways it, this one and a lot of these technical awards can go. It's going to be... Really interesting to see how it firms up. Because then you also have All Quiet, and it's like, what will it win? Okay, aside from International Feature, which I think it's pretty strong to win that, and all the other categories it's nominated for, all eight, it has really strong competition. And you could see it, you know, this happens. The Irishman nominated nine, ten Oscars, didn't win any. Gangs of New York. Uh, other yeah. movies by, not yeah. directed by Scorsese, get nominated. Scorsese. <laughs> American Hustle, zero wins. Shitload of noms, zero wins. You know, it it happens. So it'll, if it's not a year I'm particularly jazzed about with the front runner, which is everything everywhere. And again, that's okay. I like when they spread the wealth. So I really like when they, when it's not like, you know, whatever wins eight or nine. I like when everything gets a little, gets a little piece of the pie, you know. So I would love this to go to, the Batman. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I don't know. Avatar, I mean, that shook me in the seat. So did Maverick, but we'll see. Best sound. We'll keep our, we'll keep our eye on that one too, folks. Don't you worry. This is the award we're watching the most. Best sound is the What Are You Watching Oscar of 2023. Let's move on to best visual Hoorah. effects. All quiet yet again. Avatar 2, The Batman, Wakanda Forever, Top Gun Maverick. No, everything everywhere really surprised me. I uh, another great showing for all quiet. Great. I mean, I I think I think there's only one winner. Here. Yeah, I can't imagine Come on. it would be anything else. How can you not? If you're gonna snub Jim, the best director, then you got to give him the visuals. That's it. Those are our nominations. The way we do it here on What Are You Watching? We have this Oscar nominations podcast. We have our Oscar narratives. That's when we're gonna talk about. What is likely going to win or what's in close competition? We released that the week before the Oscars, right before I fly out to L.A. to watch the Oscars with you. And then we do our Oscar reactions, which, wow, if you want to listen to a fun episode, go listen to our one last year. Holy shit. <laughs> no one expected that Oscar. So, you know, our reactions were very, very raw. Well, all told, I loved that Ana de Armas got here. You know, Kate Blanchett, Brendan Fraser. Barry Keoghan, those are some of my favorite performances of the year, but I did not expect that Anna would make it, and I was really happy for her. You know, she should hold her head high. Hey, 
She might win it. No, she's not going to win it. No chance. No, just it's too it's too polarizing. It's way too polarizing. But that's what it works. Controversy sells. Best actress is Kate Blanchett versus Michelle Yeoh, and if if they split the vote, it'll go to Michelle Williams. That's that'll be a Brody. You know, that's that's 2002 when it was between Jack Nicholson, about Schmidt, Daniel Day-Lewis, Gangs in New York, and Adrian Brody, because they clearly split the vote. And Adrian Brody snuck in there with the pianist, one of my favorite Oscar wins of all time. So that's like a split vote scenario. It doesn't happen too often, but it can happen. What if it went to Andrea? I don't think she'll get enough votes. I think her nomination and Anna's are the gift. Oh, not with that attitude. Just my opinion. What do I know? <laughs> there are some movies you haven't seen on here. Yeah. So I thought for what are you watching, we'll leave people with pick like the movie that you haven't seen from this list that you want to see the most. I mean, I have a few. Nothing formal here. I smell what you're what you're cooking at 1056 p.m. Christ. Um, I think it's got to be my year of dicks. Good. Nice. You landed that real nice. I'm real proud of you. Real proud. I well, I'll be honest. I I have not seen All Quiet on the Western Front. So that is absolutely my number one movie to see next. So I want I mean, yeah, you're going to love it. And I can't wait to hear your, your reaction. I want everyone to go to, you know, no free ads here on what are you watching, but everyone to go to myyearofdicks.com where you can watch the film for free on Vimeo. Right now, it's about 22 oh, minutes long. I'm going to do it as soon yeah. as we get off. I swear to God. Yeah, you're going to get off. <laughs> oh, you fucking creep. Jesus Christ. Dog me out You the walked into podcast, it, you son of a up bitch. All late. How, how can I talk about women talking after such a crude remark like that? Whoa. God, those are the what? That's my what are you watching? Women talking and living. And they're both playing near me. So that's my uh, weekend viewing. Well, not, you know, you know what I skipped tonight to wait to do these with you? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is playing at the Alamo right now. I mean, it's probably done by now, but that was tough. But tomorrow I'm seeing Fargo in the theater tomorrow and then Infinity Pool on Thursday. I think I might be seeing that on Thursday as well. Well, if you do, we got a pod about it. This is what I want to do. Every movie, I see everything in the theater. So any movie you see in the theater, we need to be potting about it. Even if it's for 30 minutes, a mini-sode, or if we respond well to it, we do like 60 minutes on it. The people would love it. The people would love it. Yes, I will let you know. That's it. Hope everyone enjoyed the Oscar nominations as much as we did. (laughs) There's some twists and turns. All quiet. Great showing. Love to see it. Bardo, best cinematography. I see you. That is what I will be rooting for the most. Come Oscar night. You better believe it. W-A-Y-W underscore podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. We're on there. I'm logging the movies, having a lot of fun. Skinamarink. What? Having great conversation with a few people on Letterboxd about that movie. Thank you so much for listening and happy watching. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostal.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at waw underscore podcast. Next time, wow, we have our first What Are You Watching in-studio guest. My dad is going to join us to talk about one of our favorite films, A Place in the Sun. 
This is definitely a podcast highlight for me so far. Stay tuned.